That's okay. I mean, it's, uh, it's a situation that was... Uh. <laughs> Welcome ladies and gentlemen to the Andrew Irving Assist podcast where we only want to talk about the Andrew Irving Assist from today's game against Greenock Morton. With me is Robert Borthwick. What was your favourite thing about Andrew Irving's assist today? Uh, I like the assist. Yeah? Mm. The whole assisty nature of it? Yeah, just the whole thing. Yeah, Mm. all of it. Great. Well, we'll get into the meat of the Andrew Irving assist later. Uh, I suppose we should mention that it came during a game at Capelo against Greenock Morton. A 2-0 victory for Hartman Lothian. Robert, do you have any feelings? Do I have any feelings? Yeah, no, that's they, what I want to get into. They are long gone. I have some thoughts uh, on right. how Hearts played, but I have no feelings. Oh, well, I suppose that's relevant. Yeah. Um, no, I, I think um, before we before we get going, I just want to address um, a little bit of Hearts fan confusion. Oh. Uh, certainly on my part, some confusion. I think on many other parts, confusion. So the, the, the whole thing um, whereby, obviously, I, I've been a, a keen purveyor of beef. Um, I'm a big beef fan, mm-hmm. but I was confused at the Hearts fans who were saying, "I will not give you a penny of my money for this stream. Uh, you will not get the Maroon Pound, Greenock Morton." Uh, but Greenock Morton voted with us. Oh, um, when it came to the whole vote thing, and they helped us try and get reconstruction through. But apparently, they were upset at the fact we started training early, and that's why Hearts fans were then upset at Greenock Morton. All I'm saying is our Hearts fans getting a little bit too precious <laughs> about who about who we do and do not give our money to. Like what what's the criteria for um you know not not giving these clubs the, the, the hard earned maroon pound? I think the problem is is that beef is incredibly addictive. Uh-huh. And once you've got the taste for beef, yeah. Once you've got that Once you've got the beef in the mouth. Once when once you've salivated over some thick beef. Uh-huh. You want beef wherever you can find it, even in places where no beef truly exists. Well, is aye, but is this like the sort of uh, beef and tomato pot noodle equivalent of beef? Where <laughs> it's not actual beef. You're told you're told it's beef, but it's not. It's not real beef, is it? No, no, it's beef crisps. It's be- yeah, exactly. It's beef flavouring. Mm-hmm. That's all it is. It's just a it's a fine dust. A fine dust of beef. A fine dust of beef flavouring. That, that's all it is. I just wanted to address that confusion because I, I don't know where us. Does that make us scabs? Because we paid for it. <laughs> but, um, I, I was completely unaware there was any industrial action happening. This is what comes from... I, 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 I try not to engage with... Hearts. hearts. <laughs> <laughs> um, like, I got a vague wind of the, the stuff with Aloha last week. That was pretty fine beef as well, wasn't it? Aye, but that was just on... That was that was all on Aloha just being a wee bit chippy. Right, just okay. just being just being like unnecessarily chippy with her Twitter account, which is a, a thing that's now been widely discussed. Because what's the fucking point? Um, but no, I don't think there was any actual beef with Alo. They're insignificant, aren't they? Just this little team at the bottom of the table. Yeah, who, but... knocked, who knocked us out of the cup? But forget about that bit. Mm. Mm. So yeah, I mean there was there was little bits of beef there, but I didn't understand it with Morton, um, and I quite enjoyed the stream. I liked uh, I, I liked Jerry McDade and, and Andy Ritchie's jib. Yeah, the they, cut of it. They were they were very engaging. Yeah. Like um, um, Homer's in a good way. 
like you know, yeah. like um, like little little snips at Paisley and things like that. You know, oh, like just uh, it was just it was just it was nice. Yeah, it was good. It was nice. It was almost as nice as being a, a Capulo, which we we can't do yet. Fucking but someday, gutted someday. that I can't go to Capulo. <sighs> oh well, but Hearts did. They did, and uh, they took Jamie Walker with them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he scored a couple of goals. He did. He scored two of them. Uh, what did you feel about Jamie Walker? I feel. What did you think about Jamie Walker? We've established that I feelings have no are, feelings. Yeah, off the menu. Stop asking me about it. Actually, I'm beginning to get a bit annoyed. Oh wait, that's a feeling. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. Um, J- Jamie Walker uh, played off the left hand side, uh, which is quite an interesting one. I think we've seen him played centrally and on the right quite a lot, uh, but mm-hmm. he's played dispatched on the left. Um, and I think like the, the main thing, obviously, we'll come on to his goals, but he was positionally a lot sounder playing out wide this time, uh, this in this game. And I think that's something we've kind of needed. Um, I, I was talking to your friend of mine, Craig Fowler, of the Terrace podcast uh, before the game. He was sort of saying we've not actually played with proper width since the Dundee game yeah. when we had Roberts and Ginelli on either wing. And the way we started this game was with Naismith wide right, Walker wide left, and they, they stayed there. Uh, and it allowed us to to not only uh, recycle the ball, but actually keep it in the opposition half, which is something that we, we sometimes struggle to do, completely struggled that uh, against Dunfermline, for example. So having that option on the wide left was was quite good. I think he he wasn't firing on all cylinders to start with the game, um, at, at the start of the game, sorry. And I think that you know his goal came towards half-time, and I think that's when Hearts, as a team, really sort of grew into the game. Morton were getting deeper and deeper, which was allowing Walker to, to drop back, get a wee bit more space for himself and, and find the space for himself is where his, his first goal came from. Absolutely. Um, my uh, feelings and relationship with Jamie Walker has sort of vacillated on a spectrum between frustration and almost outright hatred for almost all of his Hearts career in both phases. He's an extremely frustrating man just because uh, up until today, his positional discipline has been woeful. Uh, I don't know what the coaching staff have managed to say to him to convince him to stay out left when he didn't have the ball, but he did do it today, and you're right. When he got the ball, he still carried it inside, but that's fine, because when he's carrying it inside, he's got the ball, he's the threat. Uh, The main problem throughout his Hearts career, as I say, is that he's been drifting inside without the ball, which means that the opposition defence can just bunch in tight as they like and everything ends up uh, bottlenecked. Um, At least starting out left means they have to stay honest and stay wide to accommodate that. And uh, yeah, if he can, if he's finally got this message, then that's, uh, that can only be positive for Hearts because uh, sparks of creativity are, are still sorely lacking despite uh, the return and the very welcome presence of Andrew Irving at the base in the midfield. Sign him up. Give him a long contract. He is out of contract at the end of the season. Oh, which oh dear. Is, which has uh, got real Aaron Hickey vibes about it. Um, and I, I'm not I'm not enjoying it. You know, there's been conversations about us offering Janelli a deal and Kingsley an extended deal, but you need to sign up Andy Irving, man. He's just, he makes us a better team. He makes all the midfielders beside him better. Mm-hmm. He brings wingers into the game. He allows strikers to drop deep. He's he takes the ball off the defence. He's he makes the team tick when he's in there. Uh, he has had some poor performances, but you'd expect that from a nineteen-year-old laddie. Um, but generally speaking, he he's the guy in the midfield that has some drive. Whenever he gets the ball, he looks forward, um, and he looks to pass the ball forward, run with the ball forward. He can shoot. He can cross. He's a threat, and he needs to play. And I think that's that's become very obvious again today. I mean, I agree with you that that he 
deserves and should be re-signed, but um, I'm not sure there's quite the same urgency that you're trying to put across there, simply because like it's not impossible that we could sign a better central midfielder than uh, Andrew Irving, but he is definitely better than everything else we've got in that position right now, which makes him absolutely vital right now. Now, I hope that he stays with Hearts and he... He he, say, he he remains long term and develops into the, the wonderful player that I think that he can be. Uh, that was just my my counterpoint to your your urgency about the the need to resign him. I don't like your counterpoint. I don't care for it. Okay, that's fair. I don't care for it. This is a dance that we saw last year and for two years with Aaron Hickey, and it ended it ended in such a way that yes, we got a, a decent amount of money for him and good, you know, fine. But look to the past: Sam Nicholson, Callum Patterson, Jamie Walker. You know, all these guys, because they were either on shortened or end of deal contracts, we basically didn't get any money for them. And it's a young player. He's Andy Irving is right now our best young player. And we need to be signing them up. The longer you let it go, the more chance there is. I mean, someone can start speaking to Andy Irving in three weeks. Okay, but again, devil's advocate here. Um, a player like Hickey and Patterson, uh, I think the reason we weren't able to re-sign them is because they were clearly too good to yeah. have a long long term future at which, Hearts which is very very poor planning from Hearts they should have seen and noticed that sooner well yes but it's not to say they didn't I mean the players themselves might have noticed it and went well I'm not I don't want to tie myself down at Hearts because I want to make it as easy as possible for me to get the best possible move I can for myself I don't know that's what happened but if I'm in the position of an Aaron Hickey or a Callum Patterson I don't particularly want to sign long term for Hearts in the cases of Nicholson and Walker, I think it's more like what I'm saying with Irving in that nobody was particularly sure how good they were. So, like, Hearts perhaps aren't keen to tie them down to long-term contracts because they're not sure that they can't just get a better player in the open market. Uh, and they don't want to do that like, goes, a, like go- a Callum Elliott thing of like tying down a mediocre player to a five-year contract. That goes completely against Hearts' entire ethos of why they've got the academy. Uh-huh. You've got a good player, a good player that you know is going to improve in the future, a good player who's already playing consistently at the first team. You don't take a chance on that and say, ah, well, you know, maybe we won't give him a deal, he might end up being shite. You extend his deal. He's still got until the summer, but you extend it. Well, that's my argument. You don't know that he's going to get better. It's your best guess. And perhaps their guess is that he won't get better. You can say that about anything. You can say that about Mm. signing a player in. Sure. If you're signing a player, that's even more money. That's, that's you know going out of the club and going towards that player. There's no guarantee that player is going to be good. What there's heart, there's what more hearts, of a guarantee if you're signing someone with a track record. What Hearts have done terribly in recent years is tie down youth players, exciting young players onto good contracts that we then make money for them. That's the whole point of the academy, and we've not done it. We made some money from Aaron Hickey, not enough money for Aaron Hickey. Okay. Um, my my uh, counterpoint to that would just be that. Perhaps the fault isn't in the, the planning of the contracts, is that the players aren't good enough to make money, apart from obvious ones like Aaron Hickey. Well, if they're not good enough to make money, they're good enough to improve the first team, so sign them for that reason. Okay. Uh, but, here and now, uh, Andrew Irving is Hart's best central midfielder, um, Peter Haring's fitness pending, uh, and uh, he his passing uh, and speed of passing certainly made a difference today. Um, Ollie Lee, it was interesting, was initially played at the 10 and then moved to right wing later on in the game. 10 was interesting because it um, helped reduce the uh, drawbacks of his uh, physical shortcomings. He's slow as fuck. 
Oh, he sure is. Yeah, that's his physical shortcomings. He's quite strong, um, but he's so so slow. Uh, playing him in number ten, it did help a lot. It, it sort of it played more to his strengths. Uh, Ollie Lee, where it's sort of short passing, finding the winger, getting himself into the box. He had a, a few chances himself today. One uh, that uh, McAdams made a wonderful save from, um, and it did. Like you, you kind of saw that under Levine, um, Lee getting himself into the box, late runs, that's where he got the majority of his goals from. And again, you saw it again there today. Playing in more advanced positions is way better for him because in centre midfield, he'll get overrun very easily. He's not very good under pressure. Um, and there's a lot more sort of reliance on the, the more intricate passing, whereas I think his bread and butter is finding the, the simple pass, um, but certainly the, the available one. It gets his head up nice and quick. And uh, him receiving the ball on the edge of the box is what led uh, to the first goal today. It was him who was able to sort of sort it out from under his feet and funnel it wide to Jamie Walker. Yeah, it's a weird one. Like, I, I, I can't work out if um, Ollie Lee's juggling and then clip to Jamie Walker is completely intentional. I, I don't know if that was a bobbly pitch that sort of forced him into uh, juggling the ball a couple of times and then, and then playing it out wide, but it found Walker. The, the pitch was bobbly. Fucking hell. Jeez, oh. Fucking hell. Uh, surprised Craig Gordon a lot at one point just how bobbly that pitch was. But, um, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, winter has is, winter is hit Greenock and uh, it's not treated it kindly. No, no, it certainly has not. Um, but no, it was a nice wee, nice wee ball out from Lee and then Jamie Walker just fucking thumped it into the ground. Mm. Um, just really kicked it very hard into the ground. Do you it? think he intended to hit it in the ground or was he trying to hit it a bit more sweetly? Um... It's one of those things. Like I think um, it was maybe it would maybe be a, a discredit to say that he didn't mean it. I think there's 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 no way to know for sure, but mm. certainly in those situations, um, if you punt the ball into the ground, it's oh, it's, it's a legitimate a really, tactic. Yeah, it's a really effective way of finishing because the goalkeeper's in fuck uh, caught in no man's land, which is exactly what happened. So I'm going to say that he meant it. I'm going to say it was a very smart finish. What we can say is it certainly meant to hit the ball towards the goal and have it go in the net, and that's what it did. And that put Hearts 1-0 up. Um, deservedly. Deservedly, yes. Uh, now, there, there's an argument that this game wasn't that wildly different from the Alloa game last week, in that Hearts were dominant and creating chances. It's just that Hearts managed to stick them away. Um, hard to say. I mean, I, I think performance-wise, Greenock were worse this week than Alloa were last week, but there's not a lot in it. Um but yeah, just Hearts were certainly getting more on target. I mean, the the Greenock keeper had uh, two or three very very good saves to make in that first half. Yeah, yeah, there was um, the the ball in from Smith, uh, waiting chance, and then tipping Ollie Lee's shot onto the bar, uh, making a save from a sort of snapshot from Jamie Walker as well. We could have been kind of really comfortable uh, going at halftime, but McAdams made some some really good saves. But it just shows, you know, we, we're making opportunities, not just opportunities. We're making opportunities in the box. We were getting the ball into the box and there were spare men in there. Um, I think the best save was easily the one from Ollie Lee's sort of prod towards the top corner. Um, mm-hmm. But no, we, we were creating chances. Again, it took us a bit of time to, to get into that. You okay? <laughs> Sorry, I'm just trying to workshop a joke about Andy Halliday making a prod towards the top corner, but it's uh, it's not <laughs> it's not it's forthcoming. Not, it's not coming together. I'm just, I've given you the the building blocks. You yeah, can put no, it together yourself at home. It's fine. Um so yeah, we, we were creating chances, um, but again, we, we did have to work our way into the game. I think the, the bobbly pitch was a shocker, um, and Morton is what they do. They play five at the back, mm-hmm. and four midfielders, none of them particularly wide, so it's essentially 
11 men in the middle of the pitch, which is very, very hard to break down. But we got there in the end. They just kept dropping deeper. And if you keep dropping deeper, then, you know, you're going to keep getting space closer towards the goal. So... Yeah, um, and well, what was really positive about the, the immediate aftermath of the goal is that Hearts just started passing around a lot more crisply. It didn't last very long, but it was interesting to see a team with, with confidence and a, and a bit of a lift, just, just how much more, um, well, very, very briefly, this team was fun, which they, they normally are not. Yes. Uh, but then we, we got into the second half. Not long into the second half, uh, Andrew Irving unleashes that beautiful, beautiful crossfield quarterback throw down onto the into the left channel for Jamie Walker to run on. Absolutely. I mean the, the pass itself kind of speaks for itself. It's a big diagonal ball, but he's timed it and, and weighted it absolutely perfectly for Walker. Again, sticking on the left, um and him being on the left is what led to that goal. Um but Jamie Walker still has so much to do. His first touch uh, on the chest as he's sort of running onto it is brilliant. He cuts back inside his man and curls it into the bottom corner. It's just a really, really good goal. Um the assist will rightly uh, get all the plaudits, but I think Walker deserves a huge amount of credit for, for his role in it as well. It's a really, really, really good goal. And that's, that's what Walker's capable of. Uh, when he's when he's cutting in off the left on his right foot, that's what he can do. I mean, not to dwell on the negative for Jamie Walker, but that's what makes him so frustrating. The fact that he, oh, he definitely has those skills. He has that in his locker and just... Someday it's got to click with him to you know hold a position, um, realise what he can't do as much as what he can do and... Um, maximises strengths rather than minimise them but hopefully this is the start of that journey um, and yeah after that um, Hearts just largely saw the game out um, I think that really took the wind out of Morton's sails they they didn't have a, a lot to reply with I mean uh, Muirhead possibly their most threatening player but he's, he's very much Robbie Muirhead um, very little else to say about the game other than um, Good. I mean, this is this is what we want every week. This is the minimum expectation every week, and um, hopefully, with some signings in January, we can find a way to make it more consistently good and fun. Because you know, at the moment, one injury to Ginelli and uh, the the team is very one dimensional. Uh, I mean, uh, we I think Whiten showed in little flashes today that he does have something to contribute to the team, but. He, in this system, with the rest of the personnel around him, there's there's no way of playing to his strengths. He's not a lone striker. In any in any stretch of the imagination, is he no. a, a lone striker? That's just not no. his position. See, he's a, he's a second striker ideally, um, but at the moment, our only plan B for a, um, a a primary striker when Liam Boyce is off colour. Um, I mean, the only thing we could possibly do is put uh, Craig Halkett up there or Jordan but, Roberts. Yeah, but Jordan Roberts doesn't work. No, no, it doesn't. But at least he's decent in the air. He wins headers, so at least that's something that is different. Because White and Boyce will not really win that many headers. Yeah, and um, which is why I think Halkett's our only plan B, and that would I mean, never fucking happen because he's our best defender by a considerable distance. Uh, yeah, um, it depends who we play against. But even most teams in this division, I'd be uh, concerned about playing a. Partnership of Berra and Popescu. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely fucking not. Uh, no. Any any idea when Suter's fit? Uh, it'll be next year. Yeah. No, no, not before we have the opportunity to sign a different type of striker. Probably March. Yeah. Yeah. A, a different type of striker is a, a more realistic have way said, out of this. Have you said it in pre-season that we needed another striker? Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it didn't come, so... Yeah. 
I think this was was always going to kind of happen. Whiten's been decent. He scored some goals. He has been decent, but he is uh, like well, like we say, he's he is talented, but in very very specific ways. Yes, and uh, uh, unless you, to an extent, build a team around them, like sign players or coach players to uh, play to specific strengths, and also, I mean, um, uh, Mr. Joel Sked was saying this on a, another podcast this week that he, yeah, he's not a lone striker. He can't play against packed defenses, which is what we're going to. Play in almost all of the games that we we play in in, in yeah. the championship. So Morton, Morton played five at the back today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we five of them. And we played a lone striker. <laughs> mm, well, yeah. Um, anything else to add on the game? Um, don't think Craig Gordon had a single save to make. Um, he did one towards the end. Oh, he did have one towards the end. That's right. Uh, Michael Smith was again just your solid seven out of ten. Yeah, uh, seven out of ten guy. He was driving the the team forward. He's one that, that looks like he properly has the guile and the the style um, to play in this division consistently. For yeah. a while. Well, exactly. Um, but he, he is the one. Him and Kingsley, actually, are the two uh, that have consistently shown that they're absolutely just like, regardless of opposition, how stodgy they are, how difficult they are to play against, they're the two that will continue to be outstanding players for us and mm-hmm. Kingsley although he didn't do much today uh, Smith did Smith was great driving forward I love him he's another one that we need to sign up oh well I absolutely I don't think that. we will I think he'll probably leave I think he's been looking got one eye down south for quite a while now but hopefully well, we can uh, convince him win the Scottish Cup and just say hey stay <laughs> like instead of all that we don't money, we, we still can't offer you European football for this but look at the trophy yeah yeah. instead of all that money and extra opportunity that you might have somewhere else salt and sauce yeah just make him captain or something I don't know oh, oh could you imagine it? Ah, he's worn the armband before suits him oh, I'd love it I'd yeah. love it but you just know. don't tell Stephen Naismith <laughs> <laughs> give them both captain's armbands and just say to the referee Aye. look like, it's fine. Yeah. Why is, why is Michael leading the team out today? Ah, oh, we didn't even notice. <laughs> both of them try to shake the referee's hand at the start. Both of them have a pennant. <laughs> oh, we can dream. Right. Right, great. Well, uh, moving on then. And is the songs. And uh, We had a debate about this beforehand. We did. It was a short debate. Yeah, look... Um, it's undeniable that Jamie Walker scored both the goals, 100% of the goals in this game. He did. But we haven't sung a song about Andrew Irving yet, so uh, I want to sing about Andrew Irving. And I'm absolutely fine with that. It wasn't really a debate. <laughs> Are you ready to sing? I am ready to sing. Are you ready to sing? I am ready to sing. Are you ready to sing first? Ooh. Yeah. Yeah? All right. Okay. Let's do it then. All right. I mean, so was I, but, I, you know, that's fine. I'll give it to you. I think you've earned it. Everyone listening here read that as you foisting first on me. <laughs> Nothing's going to change that. Andrew Irving, Andrew Irving, as if Andrea Pirlo was born in Portobello. Andrew Irving, Andrew Irving, his past completion outstrips both the and Haring. Drewsy Ving, Drewsy Ving, relegation is nothing to be scared of. Drewsy Ving, Drewsy Ving, just run around and show us some more passing. Yes! <laughs> Thank Fantastic. You, now, the, the We Have No Cares uh, purists will, of course, remember that that song was used previously for Principal Abin. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I had a wee, 
had a wee tickle that I'd used it before, but I couldn't. I don't know if it would be <laughs> thinking hard about it. <laughs> I don't think it was you who used it. I've got a feeling. Was it Stuart Forsyth? Was it your friend of mine, Stu? <coughs> Prince Buabin, Prince mm. Buabin, well, Hibernian, nothing to be scared of. Well, yeah. Well, that happened. Well, it's, it's disqualified then. Give us your one <laughs> <laughs> No, it's so much better than mine. So I'm sure all of our listeners uh, will be aware of the band James. Mm-hmm. Uh, and certainly aware of songs that didn't even make it to single or James the Best of James. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> They certainly will. Stuart Forsyth certainly will well, to bring it full circle. Absolutely, yeah. A lot of Stuart Forsyth mentions in this podcast. One of our few listeners. <laughs> <laughs> so he'll be delighted with that. But <clears throat> here we go. <clears throat> Sign Irving, pay Irving anything. He's shown us everything. Just make him sign. Sign Irving, pay Irving anything. Play him beside Haring, just make him sign. Walkers open, wide open, play him in. Assists that make us sing, our porty king. That is Say Something by James. It certainly is. Yeah. Uh, and it's the winner by the two sweetest words on earth. Default. Yay! Absolutely was so much worse than yours, but I'll take the default, thanks. Fantastic. And uh, is, that, is, that, is that a 3-0 win given to me for that one? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> by DQ. Yeah. Very appropriate for the week in Scottish football. Do you know what's fun? Um, so... I, Motherwell's top goal scorer is the SPFL mm-hmm. this season. Uh, they've got double the amount of goals as Marco Hara. You know what's fun? I'm absolutely shocked that the SPFL isn't Hamilton's top scorer this season um, with three. But um, I'm sure uh, Adolphins scored more than three. He has. He has. Uh, well, I mean, SPFL is joint top goal scorer in the entire league. They've got the same amount of goals as James Tavernier. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I, I get the feeling that could continue uh, through this very interesting season. Yeah. Wow, a little bit of Premiership chat for you at the end there, guys. Remember Hope that. You enjoyed it. Remember that. Yeah, we'll be back next year with more Premiership <laughs> chat. Here's hoping. Uh, but we'll probably be back at some point soon if Hearts do something vaguely interesting ah, I mean well, we've got Queen of the South next week um, the the Doonhamers they're uh, coming to Tynecastle Park uh, we watched them get uh, roundly fisted by Callie Thistle last night so yeah um, Callie Thistle <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> that one's free for any uh, Callie Thistle <laughs> podcasters out there Callie Thistle um, yeah and then we've got a Scottish Cup final so I mean, that'll be. We'll probably have something to say about that. <laughs> I mean, either way, I would imagine uh, we we probably will. Yeah, no beef report on Queen of the South this week. They're just. I feel sorry for them. They are a bunch of men and Stephen Doby, and that's it. But, you know, they get to live in Dumfries, which is pretty, pretty Tory, but pretty. Well, yeah, yeah. That's that's kind of it. That's it. That's you know, it looks nice, and then you remember how they vote. Mm. And on that note, bye. Bye then. Steve Crawford. Steve Crawford. Ah, oh, yes, indeed, it's fun times, fun times, fun times. Gute Flanke von Hemmel. Achtung, geschossen im Strafraum, den 2-2-1 für. Was für ein Weihnachtsgeschenk. I was a uh, difficult. What's difficult? 
we've just got to beat them again, don't we? Yeah. I